Hey, O'Neill, take a break. You don't have to be a prick every day of your life, you know. The following podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Flick Smacks. I am one of your hosts, Terry. And I just so happen to be the other host, Scott. Welcome to the pod that rocks your bod. Hmm, feel it, feeling it. Oh, so what's going on? How's everybody doing? Desk is where that kind of show. We're just, we got the lines open tonight. We're waiting on some callers. No, I'm just asking how everybody's doing. Okay. That includes yourself. Oh, I am doing exceptional. You, I know you are under the weather for the last couple of days. Are you doing better? I'm great now. That's good. I was going to ask if you had something, but I'm not going to. COVID 19? No. Oh, a different, a different virus. A different virus, but I don't think you would have gotten over it, or yes. I think, or you I, had it a long time. I do have that one. Okay. Anyways. So, so, yeah, yeah, this is episode 15 of season two. We're just cranking them out. And the movie this week was Odd Thomas. Yes, Odd Thomas, starring the late, great Anton Yelchin. And I will read a plot summary right now. Okay, I'll let you. This is from Anonymous on IMDb. Oh, he's very good. In a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark, threatening forces. That's not necessarily really what it's about. Well... It's not necessarily clairvoyant. I mean, I mean, he can see the dead, but he can't. I don't know. He's just odd. He is odd. Hmm. The name is apropos. So yeah, uh, essentially. Yeah. yeah, Well, I'll I'll read off some of the credits. Um, This is written and directed by Stephen Summers, who is used to CGI-filled blockbusters like The Mummy and Mummy Returns and Van Helsing and G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra. So this was kind of a bit of a smaller movie for him. Um, Based on the novel by Dean Koontz, um, or when I used to read him when I was younger, he, he was Dean R. Koontz, but he's since changed his writing name. And yes, Who needs you, that R? Yes. And as you stated, this does uh, star Anton Yelchin, who people should be familiar with from like the Star Trek movies, the newer ones, Fright Night, Green Room. And of course, Willem Dafoe. Everyone knows who Willem Dafoe is. Who's, so, who? Who? Um, I think he's a French actor. Oh. Yes. 
Yes. So, so yeah. So yeah, other than uh, I didn't. Oh, sorry, interruption. Tampa just scored. Oh damn. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. All right. So now people can try to figure out when we were, are recording this. Um, so yeah, this stopped filming for several weeks due to financial problems, and I'm going to say that probably attributes to a lot of the voiceover trying to piece things together like i'm sure there were some scenes that they had to cut off filming so they used the voiceover in order to try to explain a lot of mm. things they weren't able to shoot because mm-hmm. the movie wasn't all that long but it's it seemed like it could have had more than a lot of more scenes to fill things out but they probably just didn't have the money for the effects or whatever so they just had Odd talk about it instead. Odd Thomas? Odd Thomas. By the way, in the movie, his name is Odd and his last name is Thomas. Yes. It's, it's, and it's not just a nickname. His, he apparently, in the, the backstory, is that his mom did call him Odd, but his father said it was a typo and it was supposed to be Todd. And Todd Thomas actually sounds like a worse name than Odd Thomas. But Thomas is the worst name I've ever heard. And no offense to if there's anybody out there listening whose name is Todd Thomas. Jake, total offense to it. We want to hear from you. Send letters. Send death threats. So yeah, that's uh is that all you is that all you got? Yeah, that's that that's all I have for just to set up the, the movie, yes. So yeah, it's what does it start off with? Uh, it starts off with him him talking about his past and that his mom was locked up because people thought she was insane because she could see and mm, see ghosts yeah. and stuff like that. So he has the same power, except he's kept it to himself mostly, so then people don't think he's crazy. So yeah, it starts off with him. He sees a is it a Sees a ghost. She yeah. leads him to the guy that killed her. Yeah. Um, odd Thomas, like, chases him down and basically detains him for the police. Mm-hmm. This is when we learn that Willem Dafoe is, like, the police chief or sheriff of this yeah. town or whatever. Yeah, chief, yeah. Yeah, and when he was when Otto was chasing the guy, I think his name was Harlow. Um, was Har- it seemed like Harlow had super strength because every time he ran through a fence or a door, the thing just exploded, like just just literally splinters and just kindling was made of everything that he was running into. Well, he was like a runaway train. Yes, and so the girl, the, the girl who comes to him first is actually the director's daughter oh Um, and um it's said that ghosts can't talk so whether or not that was written in or that was part of the story like it was written in because the director knew his daughter couldn't act or because he cast her because she knew she couldn't act because that was the case that ghosts can't talk i don't know i think you might be looking into this a little you you don't know I can read Stephen Summers' mind. I know things. So, and we also learn that 
Odd Thomas and what's Chief's name? Uh, Chief. Chief Wyatt. Yes. Uh, they have like some sort of like semi-professional personal relationship. Yep. Like where, yeah. Where it's, a lot of crimes are solved by by Odd Thomas predicting the crime, or because he's been able to speak to the victim, so they're able to solve solve the crimes. So yeah, yeah that's basically his gift is he can see the dead. Yeah. The dead can see him. And yeah. they communicate and solve crimes together. It's kind of like a sixth sense frighteners type hybrid, I guess. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You got the comedy elements of the frighteners and And the they even say the line, I see dead people in this movie. He says yeah. I may see dead people, but then by God I do something about it. So Yep. And he does. Yeah. Haley Joel Osmond didn't do shit about it. No. Like, he could have told Bruce Willis right at the beginning, hey, you're dead. But he didn't. Nope. He wanted a dead friend. What was with that at the beginning when we first meet uh, Will Defoe's character? And he's chatting with, with Odd around the, the pool. And he pulls up that little short-legged, high-backed elephant chair. I That was just... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it looked like some sort of elephant throne that he was sitting on. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, then, uh, so then he has his first dream or premonition um, about this. This faceless bowling team shows up, and they start shouting for him to save them, and they all get shot by this mysterious thing and. And Odd gets shot and goes home, and then he wakes up and he doesn't have the bullet wound because he was just, you know, seeing everything. Yes, a premonition. Yes, hence me using the word premonition. Maybe some foreshadowing. Maybe. What? Maybe maybe a bullet to the heart has something to do with something that happens later. Yes. Yes, it's ironic. Yeah. Anyways, so, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, he has his premonition. Then we, he's at work, and he's obviously a short order cook, a brilliant short order cook. And he's doing all these tricks with the food and whatever. And we're just, they're making Odd Thomas just seem like the most likable guy ever. Yes. And then we meet his girlfriend, who's uh, who's mildly attractive. No. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, well, she goes by Stormy. Stormy, Stormy, yeah. The actress is Addison Timlin, I believe, and she was in a few episodes of Californication and some other things. All right. Yeah. So then we meet her, and she's charming. And we meet his coworker as well, Vi, who, who had the same dream as him. Yes. But she doesn't remember nearly as much. No, at that at time, this point. anyways. Yeah. And so then that in this diner scene, that's when we're introduced to the the Bodox or Bodax, which ah, are yes. which are kind of like this glassy, shimmering, translucent, shape shifting demons or whatever. Yeah. That, that only odd odd and select others can see. 
Yeah, and they only appear when there's something evil going to be happening. Yeah. And with the crime that happened before when he met Harlow that killed that girl, the fact that they didn't show up for that shows just the extreme violence that has to occur for them to be showing up. Mm-hmm. And if he shows any that he can see them, then they will attack him or whatever. But he has to make it like that he can't, isn't aware of their presence. Yes. Yeah. So these, what are they called? Like Bodox or Bodax? Oh, the Bodax, yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah, but first we're introduced to, no, Bodax show up in the diner first, and then yeah. that, the creep, Mr., um, what do they call him? A fungus man. Yeah, fungus man shows and then, up. And then fungus Bob when they find out his name is Robert. So he's just this, like, goofy looking creep yeah that kind of wanders into the diner and these um bodocs are like all just over surrounding. yeah so odd automatically is you know Drawn concludes that yeah. this guy is the harbinger of the evil mm-hmm. so and and odd's girlfriend is aware of his his abilities as well. Just the chief and the girlfriend are the only ones that are kind of a, a fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he follows. No, he goes to the mall. Yeah, he yeah, just kind of so. leaves work. Yeah. Has a conversation with his coworker that can that had the same dream as him. Yeah. Then he goes to the mall to find. His girlfriend who works at the mall at uh, some sort of ice cream yeah. store. And then they see um, Fungus Bob. Yes. And uh, what is he doing there? Looking around at like a no, he's buying like He's buying like gallons of ice cream. Which never gets explained. No, but you it? do see it. You do see it later when he's going through his fridge and he discovers some some stuff. But yeah, I don't know why. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just maybe he just likes it. That shit would have melted by the time he got home. Probably. So uh yeah. So he so, follows him. I think he follows him home. Yeah. And, and waits then, waits for him to go out again so he can break into the house. And it leads he, he gets this he's standing in this hallway and this big cold wave, you know comes and gets them and then retracts into this doorway and he opens the door and there's this cages everywhere full of like any every type of bird and cats that are all frozen stiff yeah. and then there's like some sort of portal that opens up in the wall where it seems to be harvesting all the bodax the gateway to hell yes um so yeah then he Somebody else comes in the house. Yeah. And it's not Fungus Bob. No, it's somebody else. And uh, so Odd's got to hide outside. And this is when we first meet the Dobermans. Or no, but, the yeah, Rottweilers. Rottweilers. But even before that, even though the Bodax can go anywhere, he hides behind a door in the house. Because yeah. that's going to that's conceal him from the, from the Bodax. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, he he escapes. No, I, and I think this is actually the second time he's back. Like when the guy comes, is his second because then he because when he or maybe you know because yeah he does escape the Rottweilers, but yeah, and then he does end up going back even though Stormy says not to, and he goes back into that room, and now the birds are alive. Yeah, it's but, normal. Yeah, but he finds out it's some sort of like museum of serial killers. Oh like, yes. And he finds, uh, yeah, there's a whole filing cabinet full of like newspaper files things. dedicated to serial killers. Yeah. So Odd decides to look up his name. Yeah. Like and, uh, Bob Thomas or whatever. Yeah. Bob. Bob Robertson. Uh, Bob Robert. Robertson. Yeah. So the only thing that he finds in Bob Robertson's folder is a page out of a desk calendar. Yeah. And it, what was it, September 15th or August, August 15th? August 15th, yeah. So, which is the next day. Mm -hmm. So, automatically, um, Odd Thomas just deducts that, oh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen on August 15th. Like, yeah, because Bob's preparing for something that it's going to put him in the same realm as all these other serial killers. Like he's just bookmarked that day yeah. for it to happen. So, so then, yeah. so then, then it becomes date night for both Willem Dafoe and, and odd Thomas and his girlfriend you know, yes. separately. But odd Thomas keeps just showing up at the chief's house or just calling him right in the, where, you know, I'm sure like he caught him in the middle of like, the chief trying to finger his girlfriend or whatever. What? What? So when he shows up the one time, why does he take over barbecuing? I, I don't know. That was well, weird. Because, well, because he's a short order cook. He knows how to cook. Yeah, he I knows know. How, but he, he knows how to use a flipper. Who doesn't? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, so yeah, he just takes over that. And so, yeah, so I guess, like, Willem Dafoe is having a double date with him and one of his new recruits, and then this other girl, Lizette, who seems to be coming on to, to Odd as well. And so then... That's Huey, his daughter, though, isn't it? No, because it does, later when she dies, he's not acting like it's his daughter. Like, he's not... Like, when she dies and they're calling out a search, like, he has no emotion over Oh, her. I totally I, thought it was the daughter. No, I think it was just she was just somebody in the neighborhood, and he had the cop over as like an introdu an introduction to here, welcome to the force, come over to my house, and we'll have some grub, and we're gonna set you up with this girl. I don't think it's his his, his daughter. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so then yeah, he has a door date night with with Stormy, and they go to the top of the a church, and um. Fungus Bob shows up. You see him storming out of the woods, mm -hmm. and then he like totally trashes the church. But you never see him inside the church, though. No, you hear him. Yeah, you hear yeah. you hear the destruction downtown, uh, downtown, downstairs, and then that's when they leave, and he goes to the chief's house, you know, and interrupts. I don't know coitus again. I don't know. Yeah, the chief. Yeah. Yeah, the chief is just sex fiend. And so that's the next day. And the next day we're introduced to uh, Patton Oswalt. 
shows up out of nowhere. Oh yeah, Pat Oswalt's in it too, isn't he? Yeah. Goes up with the the medallion or whatever that is totally made wrong. He wanted like a like a like a, some sort of steel plate to put protect his heart, and instead he made like a little metal heart instead of like you know some sort of armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I, I'm lost. Yeah. And then um, I think he he goes to visit uh, Viola. To oh yeah. Have have her think more in depth about her dream, so he can kind of get clues of what's what's going on. And this is when the kids are in bed, and he goes in and checks on them, right? Yes, and, the, and yeah, they're they're bodaks all over the place in in the room because they like to smell the, the the fear, the death and fear on their victims or whatever. Yes, or on um, the victims of whatever large catastrophic event is going to happen. Yeah, and I think then that leads to um, Lizette being killed. She she's being chased by the by the dope by the rottweilers but then some stranger at this time is a stranger ends up shooting her accidentally while he's trying to shoot the dogs yeah he's just claims to be some passerby and yeah or he heard the screaming and yes so and yeah so then um odd goes home and this is where he finds um fungus bob dead in in his bathtub yeah yeah and, and he's, uh, he's been obviously being framed for the murder because there's a gun on the floor as well and then he realized doesn't he realize that hey bob was dead when i saw him at the church yeah but then he realized that was his ghost because stormy didn't see him stormy didn't see him. he didn't, didn't see him in him. the church no so yeah he so, realized yeah, because because there's a there's a cop that was reacting weird saying you're saying this guy vandaled or whatever at this time and of course you find out that this cop was the one who was responsible for you know Bob's yeah there's death. these two young cops in the movie that yeah are kind of they started a cult they're part of a satanic yeah. cult yeah which you don't find out till the end but it's not really important but it just helps to yeah. spread you know justify things now so then, like, he takes, he wraps Bob up in a shower curtain or whatever. Yeah. And then drives him all the way out to, like, the old prison. Yeah. Drags him through the prison down into the gas chamber just to hide his body. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he needs to be able, because if he told, told him about the body, he would be a suspect. And then he might be locked up and might not be able to stop yeah. what's going to be happening. But he probably just could have hit him in the trunk or something. Yeah, or eaten him. What? What? And so, then, uh, so then the chief is shot. You think it's odd showing up at the chief's house again. He answers the door and he gets shot. But um, Odd has given him the heart amulet and that's that saved his life because the the bullet 
but stop the one that was aiming for his heart. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the chief gets shot. Then odd. So you go goes back. To, he goes to Bob's house, and this is when he investigates the fridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he finds cockroaches, teeth, fingers, skull. Yeah, and then and then Bob's ghost shows up and starts trying to kick um, Odd's ass. But we find out in this world, ghosts can't touch people. They can't affect humans in any way. They can't talk, but they can make objects move and can summon some sort of power. Yeah. So so but they so that way he can kind of hurt, and then he ends up blowing up his own house. Yeah. And 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 Odd gets away. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, everything just kind of starts unfolding quickly about that Bob had, they keep almost retelling the story. Okay, Bob had one partner. Nope, Bob had two partners. Nope, Bob had three partners. Yeah. Yeah, So it ended up being two cops and the guy who shot shot the dogs and killed Lizette. They were all a part of this cult and wanted to slowly infiltrate the town and and slowly kill people and lead up to a big massacre. But nobody liked Bob. No. So they, they had him. He was, he was they a killed loose him. End. Yeah. And uh, so now it's just the two cops and the bald guy that shot. Yes. The lady. That shot Lizette. And so Odd figures out that there's going to be some sort of. The massacre is going to take place at the mall. Because he keep, has kept thinking it was the, the bowling team because he saw the guys in bowling shirts. But it was the name of the bowling alley was the same name as the mall that they were going to be showing up at. So he figures that's where it was going to be. And he shows up there and there's like Bodaks, just littered like hundreds of Bodaks all over the place. How many people live in this town? Probably because that mo- that mall is packed. I was going to say probably less people than are actually in the mall. Yeah, so that mall has draws, to be draws people from all over the place. Yeah, other parts of California. Yeah, the furthest corners of the world. Yes, people fly in all over the place. People arrange their holidays around this mall. So uh, yeah. And then what does he show up at the mall the next day? He shows up at the mall. Um, and Stormy's at work. Stormy's at work and Lizette shows up. Yeah, with the two kids. That's his co-worker. No, no, no. Uh, Vi, Vi is there with her two uh, adopted kids, yes. like stepkids. The bowling team's there, but then Lizette, the dead chick, is there too to try to tell him that, you know, warning oh, yes. about things that are going on. And so, yeah, he ends up shooting one of the guys. Because there's no there's wait, no... he he goes, he breaks into the mall, yeah, and discovers down in the security room that the security guards are already dead, right? And this is when we first see one of the assassins, right? And Odd hits him with a baseball bat right in the face, mm-hmm. and uh, and then removes his mask, and it's not the guy he thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it was, it was the, the, the other shooter. cop. Oh yes, it right. Dog, it was the dog shooter. The dog shooter was the second guy that he shoots. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So 
the one cop he smacks in the mouth of the baseball bat, mm-hmm. takes his gun, and goes up into the mall. And yeah. this is when um, we see a, another shooter. Yes. So obviously their whole plan was to go into the mall and shoot it up. Yeah. Except also they had their police uniforms on underneath their their gear so that way they could yeah. shed them and show up as like heroes to mm-hmm. the to the event as well so, so yeah, yeah so so he gets yeah first he shoots the one gets the one guy who he thinks but then it's the other cop then he thinks it's the other cop who he sees in the security camera but then but it it's ends the up bald guy but now it's the bald guy who shot the dogs and now he has to go try to figure out where the other guy is and then you find out there's actually a bomb in the basement in oh wait but before um before he finds the bomb in the basement um uh stormy is working in the ice cream shop yes and she stands up and you know he's like oh she's okay yeah there's been a volley of bullets like shot in her direction. So, oh, she's okay. So now I can go stop this other guy. Yeah. Which then we co- find a truck full of C4. Yeah. She's just, she stands up. She's just covered with ice cream splatter and melting and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. so, yeah, so he finds this other, other truck and he. Yeah, he commandeers the truck. Yeah. And he drives away and then ends up driving it off into some sort of like a ravine a ravine or culvert of some kind and uh, just huge explosion and so he basically saves a day but then it and it then it shows him kind of living his life and being happy and spending time with stormy and yeah they're just together and all's well he's a he's a big hero he's a big hero ever like press is all over him and ever talking and you see him you know walking all these places he's getting saluted by cops and stormy's by his side the whole time and then um then finally at the end uh willem defoe's character his girlfriend slash wife or whatever and vi show up at his house to say this has gone on long enough we've got to let you know you got to snap out of it and finally he that makes him see stormy in a new light yeah, Stormy's been dead the whole time since the, yeah. the mall shooting, yeah. but he's able to see dead people. So he just and of course to him, she's there, right? So. Yeah, and of course, I mean, what doesn't really make sense, but of course, if he's in denial that she's dead, it, it probably would. Is that we're seeing all we're we're only seeing this whole thing in a montage, so yeah. there's just music accompaniment and it's the score. And you're not hearing any dialogue, but he would have lived for this week or two with her and she wouldn't have said anything to him because the dead can't speak. Oh, he and knew she was dead. I think he, he just, was just denying it. Yeah. And so, yeah, she, since then she disappears and then that's the end of the movie. And then I, I think then there's a four way between what, what I must, I must have had a different cut than you. What do you mean by four way? Well, you know, three people showed up at the house. Yeah. Stormy really wasn't there. So it's those three people plus Odd are still in the house. So then there's a four-way. Do you not understand? Like a four-way what? Um, game of Parcheesi. 
Okay, yeah, I get it. Now. Yeah, okay. So I don't, I didn't have a problem with this movie. It was pretty good, actually. Yeah, it was decent. I mean, I'm. I don't know if I expected more from it. I mean, I was I was hoping to kind of be blown away. Like this would be some sort of hidden gem and like some sort of like cult potential type movie. But it was good for what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's exactly what you said. It was. It's a six sense frighteners hybrid Mm -hmm. and it totally actually one thing we did man it totally leads it to open for a sequel because stormy always wanted move to vegas but he said he would be busy all the time because there's so many dead souls and stuff like that in vegas so the movie ends with him walking to vegas yeah and and he's like okay i he's like i'm not going to see her for like 60 years so i'm going to keep myself busy so it certainly leads it open to sequel but of course the actor's dead now so they could yeah, how come how come we're not going to get a sequel well i mean you still could you just jesse no. eisenberg can take over <laughs> the role and then it'll be th- so uh yeah i don't know i was it was pretty much you know it was good mm-hmm. nothing yeah. crazy but yeah. it'd been on my watch list for a while and i said oh, yeah, why not um i didn't really have any problems with it yeah, no. Um, maybe the the Bodocs were a little too a little too digitized or a little too too there. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like they could have been a lot more creepier than they were. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like how. Um, uh bob was just a ploy i think he should have been the like the brains behind the whole thing Mm -hmm. but he was obviously just the red herring right too yeah i know but like it was it was pretty obvious that the cop the one cop anyways is gonna have something to do with it well i mean yeah i knew that his tattoo i you know, he had the tattoo, you know, the P.O.D., you know, for Prince of Darkness. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I said, he just had something about him, but yeah, he just, he wasn't right. Yeah, like, and the way he interacted with Stormy, it was mm-hmm. like, we all know characters like that end up, you know. Being douches. Yeah, being dickheads. So. Yeah. But, uh yeah. That's about it for complaints. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I I liked it, and um, yeah, when I was growing up, I read. I never, I hadn't read this this book, but I think it's actually a graphic novel that was written by Dean Koontz. Um, like I, growing up, I read mostly Dean Koontz. Like I read some King, but I read more Dean Koontz than I did King. And so yeah, I just I preferred his his stuff his was a little more straightforward storytelling not like when you know Stephen King will be writing something and then he'll have like a five page tangent that has nothing to do with the rest of the story that you could totally cut out some sort of flashback scene that is totally redundant yes that Coots is more straightforward I didn't read any Dean Coots son of a bitch I read very little Stephen King, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
I it, yeah, with with Stephen King, all that kind of stuff, I would also equate it to reading uh, Michael Crichton because you'll have like five pages of scientific jargon that have nothing to that certainly have something to do with the story, but it you take it out. Like reading Jurassic Park, there was passages I would just skip because you know it didn't further the story at all. Yeah. What are we What are we talking about here? I'm not sure. We just kind of gone on our own tangent. We kind of pulled the Stephen King there. You just pulled a Stephen King. I just pulled a Stephen King. You want um, to pull Stephen King? What? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on here. Pardon? Pardon? I think you heard what I said. I don't think it needs repeating. All right. Let's talk about the top five then. Okay. So uh, we went with uh, top five Willem Dafoe films. Whether or not they are necessarily starring him, but they feature him and the film itself around him being in it is, is a decent film. That is correct. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, so do you want to start? Do you want me to start? You know what? I will start. Oh okay. yes, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take charge. All right. Uh, I have I have one that's kind of a, a lesser known one that I've actually only seen once, but I remember really enjoying it. And it's a film from nineteen ninety two, kind of a neo noir movie called uh, White Sands. Um with him and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantino and Mickey Rourke and then cast Sam Jackson, who wasn't Samuel L. yet. Oh. But yeah, it was just, you know, guy finds a dead body with with a bunch of money beside the dead body, and he decides to take the money and then assume the guy's identity, and a bunch of shit occurs. And it ends with a very famous scene that that you might see other times, but it's just Samuel Jackson alone running across these white sand dunes, and uh, it's it's kind of a famous scene. Well, iconic if, from the time, not really like in the scape in the scope of movie history. But are you Stephen Kinging this again? I, I think I might be. I don't know. Did I make? Did any of that make sense? Yes. Okay. So except yeah. except the part about samuel jackson running across the desert well that's that's how the movie ends so I mean, i've never alert. seen it it's it's a good movie yeah, it's a good dark twisty suspense thriller um no monkeys in it so if that is something you are looking forward to um oh. or, then if you aren't expecting monkeys then you shouldn't be disappointed all right uh my number five is to live and die in la yeah, that's good. That was on my short list. It's got a sweet soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reminds me of like just like a weird eighties like. I don't, it reminds me a lot of Manhunter or Miami Vice or something like. Yeah, kind of yeah. you know, like just kind of filmed that style or whatever. Yeah, so that's, um, him, that's him and what William William Peterson. Yeah, William Peterson. And, um. William Freakin, I think, directed that. Yep. It's just a good crime movie. Yeah. The same William Freakin, Freakin who uh, blocked me on Twitter. 
He blocked you on Twitter? He blocked me on Twitter. I can Why? no longer look at Will and freaking things. I don't know. I, I, it's, one of do? Two, it's one of two things, I think. One, because I used to tag him a lot in different things because I used to have this thing called um, throwback, throwback Thursday kind of thing and different stuff. And so I'd throw posters up from older movies and some of them happened to be his and I would tag him in it. Um, or there was one time, I think, when there was talks of the Exorcist TV series coming out, mm-hmm. I made some sort of sarcastic comment about, oh, I bet it'll be better than the than the movie or something like that. And he might not have read it as sarcasm. And it, that could have been what made him block me. But I don't know. Either way, I can no longer look at the feed of William Freakin'. He hates you. I think so. All right. Very sad. So, uh, what's your number four? My number four is a movie that he's just in. It's not necessarily featuring him, but it's just a really good movie, and he plays just one of the supporting actors, and that's uh, Inside Man, um, the Spike Lee movie with uh, Clive Owen as the bank robber, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Denzel is the lead uh, hostage negotiator, and I think Will Defoe was the head of the SWAT, and it's just really tense ripping thriller lots of twists and turns and yeah it's a it's a good movie i don't think i've ever seen it no no it is uh, good so my number four is the life aquatic with steve zisu mm-hmm. willem dafoe is klaus yes who's Very. basically like the boat hand or whatever yeah and uh comic relief yeah he's just he's like totally like the movie kind of, I don't know, it's a little weird at times. Yeah, but he, he I think he idolizes Steve Zuzu, yeah. Zuzu, but Steve Zuzu just just thinks of him as a regular guy. Like there's the part in the movie where they have to break off into teams <laughs> and Steve Zuzu just picks who he wants and then he starts, then Willem Dafoe's character starts pouting. He's like, thanks for not picking me. And then he all storms off. <laughs> but yeah, no. It's it's not necessarily it's it's a good Wes Anderson. It's clearly a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, not next, but not not my favorite Wes Anderson. But yeah, it's a it's a strong, it's a strong movie. You don't like the Spanish David Bowie songs? I love the Spanish David Bowie shit. That's or Portuguese. Portuguese. Oh yeah, Portuguese. But yeah, no, that's that's great stuff. I love those covers. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. So that's my uh, four. Okay. My three is American Psycho. Um, oh, yeah, you know, he's the cop. Yeah, he plays the cop investigating uh, Patrick Bateman. Again, just a supporting thing. Just, and just again, he's he's in so many movies where there's just a strong ensemble, and he just helps strengthen it. And, you know, obviously American Psycho is, is Christian Bale's movie, but it is held up by, like, just a strong supporting cast and – Willem Dafoe was one of them. Yes, sir. Yes. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my number three is Shadow of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just ridiculously good and creepy. Um, I don't think they could have got anybody else to play the role of Max Shrek. No. Um, it's an artsy film, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good performance. Yeah. 
Oh, he play he plays Nosferatu. Yes, in like oh. a loosely based documentary, yeah, yeah type thing. Yeah, like yeah, I think we discussed it. I think last week or whatever. I think when we did top vampire yes. movies. So yeah. So anybody wants to hear more detail, you can just listen to the last one if you haven't already. Um, so my number two, you can just it'll just be short because my number two is Life Aquatic. So. Um, but yeah, no, that's just an entertaining movie and an entertaining performance. Klaus? Klaus. So what is that, my number two now? It's your number two. Uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a good, it was almost like a landmark 90s movie, you know what like, I mean? Like independent type action. Type yeah. Like. Uh, Ultraviolent. You know, um, the jumping off point for Norman Reedus, I guess. Um, And once again, Willem Dafoe plays like the detective. Does he play cross-dressing detective? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's like, his character is almost a fan of these guys. Like, uh, he's tracking... They're brothers, I think, aren't they? Or are they yes. just buddies? They're they're brothers. And uh, they basically these two brothers go like around Rob, like killing Robin the mob. Yeah, yeah, they're like Robin Hood type, you know. They're do they're they're killing, but they're killing the right people. Yeah. And uh, so Willem Dafoe's the cop tracking trying to find out who's killing all these mob guys and mm-hmm. he's basically a fan of, you know how they do it and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, Billy Connolly's so good in it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's my number two. Okay. Um, I can't say for sure your number one will be my number one, but there's there's a good chance. And my number one is Platoon. Yeah, that's my yeah. number one as well. So, so we can – I mean, that's just a powerful movie. And, you know, Willem Dafoe now was seemed to be – play quite a lot of the heavies with kind of like a bad edge to him when here he's like the good guy and it's Tom Berenger who's the bad guy. Elias. Yes. And you know his his death at the end is like obviously it's the poster for the movie so it's such an iconic image right it's almost as it's almost as iconic as Sam Jackson running across the white sands. Yes. Yes. That's true. But uh, there's lots of young actors in this movie yeah like um uh charlie sheen it's like yeah. one of his first roles wasn't it it's a, certainly an early one certainly probably first leads well he would have been in the wraith i think before this johnny and, depp johnny depp, forrest whitaker forrest uh, whitaker john c mcginley kevin yeah. dillon yeah Corey glover yes keith david like yeah. he's so good in this movie but yeah willem defoe's kind of like the Tom Berenger's like the kill anything or, yeah. you know, type sergeant. And Elias is like the guy who gets stoned and drunk with the guys in the, the mess mm-hmm. tent or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's there just to, he's not there to kill. He's just there because he's part of the military and it's his duty to be there, but he's not relishing being there. Yeah. And he basically gets killed about three quarters of the way through the movie 
And it's obviously Barnes that does it. So yeah. it's a big to-do. Yeah. And, but uh, it's it's easily my favorite Vietnam movie. Yeah. Like more than Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, more than Full Metal Jacket, more than Apocalypse Now. Like Apocalypse Now is great, but yeah. Platoon, it was like... It was probably the first real like gritty true realistic yeah. views of of the war and stuff yeah when me and my friends were teenagers like we just love this movie mm-hmm. like the soundtrack it's very quotable yeah so uh yeah it's it's probably one of my fit top 10 movies of all time yeah and academy award winner best picture and all that yeah oliver stone oliver stone who hasn't blocked me on twitter and has actually liked some of my tweets so He's, he's, he's better gonna, than William Freakin. So. He's going to make a movie about you now. Probably. There's going to be some sort of conspiracy behind me that he's going to uncover and, and report on. He's going to uncover the conspiracy of why William Freakin has blocked you on Twitter. I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a three-hour epic. Yep. And in yep, the end, start- Will, William Friedkin kills you in the end. Oh, shit. That's right. A twist. That's right. You're predicting my death right now. I did. So yeah, so that's uh, that's top our five. top top five. That's the top five for today. That is the top five for this episode. Yeah, is that the top five? Oh, let's see. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah, that's five. Whoa. We got five. We got five in. Dang. Okay, let's do uh, honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, for me, Mississippi Burning. That's a very gritty movie. Yeah, see, I, that's one that I've, I've never seen. It's always, I mean, it's not one, oh, I want to see it. I want to see it because it's a good movie, but I don't think it's going to be a rewatchable movie because I think it's probably going to be a hard movie to watch. Oh, it's very hard. Yeah, but um, it, I, I think uh, it's an important movie that I should probably get around to seeing. So, And uh, because you asked me to, Antichrist <laughs> is one of my honorable mentions. Um. Is there any particular scene that you want to discuss? There is a lot of scenes that are worth discussing. Like, we should almost do an episode on it. And that would mean I'd have to watch it. You've never seen it? Oh, I started and I had to, I was just like, (laughs) I think I got interrupted and turned it off and I didn't bother turning it back on. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's. uh, Junk? (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on in that movie. And uh, it's very weird. Graphics. It's, it's not very well done. It's not a cheerful oh, it's, movie. It's definitely graphic. And not a, like a family-friendly, cheerful type movie? No. 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 There's genitals being smashed with a log. Just saying. S- sexy. Just saying. So, yeah, that, those are my two honorable mentions mention these although it is kind of the movies themselves kind of them aren't it's just him in um, Spider-Man as the Green Goblin the thing I don't like is that they had to put a mask on him when he's got the face of Green Goblin like there is no need for a mask on him in Green Goblin they should have just put some green grease paint on him yeah I mean he, there was no need for it 
and the fact that it wasn't even it was just a form like a metal mask and you could still see his mouth and everything moving behind the mask it just took it away from the character that's one of the main reasons i didn't like that movie yeah was because they they made the green goblin into a flying fucking robotic piece of shit that would have been a better character. <laughs> Flying robotic piece of shit. <laughs> the brown goblin. Like, even his little pumpkin bombs were stupid. Like, you Green see? Goblin threw real pumpkins, for God's sakes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just like, I, I think his performance was great, but it certainly was hampered by having to have a mask on. Mm-hmm. Um. And I and I liked his voice in in Finding Nemo. I thought he was great as 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 I think was it Scar? I can't oh, Scar. No. I don't watch Disney movies. You do. You're all about Disney movies. I'm all about the child. I can't I can't even remember. I don't want to say his name is Scar because that's Lion King, but I know he has a big scar in his face. His name is Gil. Okay, there. I've corrected myself. His name is Gil, but it he's the perfect he was a perfect voice for that fish. Did you say Gil or Gilly? Gil. Not Gilly. <laughs> not Gilly, no, not Kristen, not Kristen Wig. Sorry. Are you sure? Sorry. 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 <laughs> that's a terrible character <laughs> that's Kristen Wiig phoning it in um, alright alright but yeah and another good movie is I, I haven't seen this movie forever and I know his character was named Gas in the movie but I don't necessarily remember him but as as extends or whatever existence from the, the Cronenberg movie Cronenberg? yeah Cronenberg movie that, that movie was awesome I don't necessarily remember him in it but oh. I know the movie itself was was great Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 It's just that's I think we should just do that for the next fifteen minutes. Just go oh. 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 So I guess that's it. Not, yeah, what do you so. what have you been watching? You've been watching anything? Um, I watched on Shudder this a documentary that is almost four and a half hours long called um in search of darkness and it is a four and a four hours and 23 minute long documentary just focused on horror from the 80s and that's all it is and it's awesome it's full of clips and interviews with people in the movies and horror historians and all that stuff and it's it's they mentioned nightmare on elm street yes they did do they mention friday the 13th a few times do they mention Hellraiser? Yes. Doug Bradley's in the in the documentary. But yeah. He's just trying to think of all the different horror movies. He can no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they touch on a lot of different movies in that. And it's it's yeah, it's very nostalgic. I cancelled yeah. Shudder. Streams like shit at my house. Um, I also, you'll be happy to know that I finished the first season of What We Do in the Shadows. And? Yes, it is. It's very entertaining. Matt Berry is the king of comedy. Matt Berry's the king, but um, I love 
you know, because it's an original thought. I love the idea of the energy vampire that he just like kills. Colin like, Robinson? Col- Col- yeah, just kills the mood of the room by sucking the energy and life out of the room. Oh, that's wait just, till that's, season two. That's so clever. So, yeah. Season two, he there's like episodes where he's, it's out of control. Yeah. Like, I think there's... Two episodes kind of dedicated to him yeah so because i know in the first season it, there's one episode dedicated to him because it's him against the emotional vampire that uh, vanessa bayar is playing and yeah, yeah so it's like she's she's a different version she's a subversion of an energy vampire but she more sucks powerful. people's emotions yeah and and yeah she she has all these emotional sad stories that you know draw people towards her to feel for her and yeah she just sucks on their emotions Oh, oh, but yeah, no, that's that was good. I also started watching the um, uh, Perry Mason on HBO. Yeah, I watched the first one. I didn't get into it. No, it's I don't mind it. It's 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 decent. I certainly finish it. It's only eight episodes. Like I'm about five in. Oh, oh, but how about you? Anything special? Um. I watched season three of Good Girls. I don't know what it is about that show. I just like it. It's totally ridiculous. And like, this would never, ever happen in real life to anybody, but. Right. uh, Just random stuff, I guess. My show on demand hasn't been working for like five days. So Shaw can't figure it out. So I don't know. Shaw on demand is a, is a, television service here in canada yes so yeah that's that yeah okay oh yeah i guess that's about it and watching hockey playoffs and all that that's back and catching yes. some catching some blue jay games and that's, uh, the blue jays look like shit hey they won today Did extra they? Inning and extra innings yes oh weren't they playing the miami covets or the miami marlins yes Yes, in in they were the Buffalo Blue Jays today. I like the Buffalo Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I think that's probably it. Oh, go Flames, go. Yes. Mm. Game one, done today. Mm. Up, and what was the score? It was 3-2. Mm. 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 And go Flyers, go. Yes, when do they play? Do they play tomorrow? Yes, they yeah. play Montreal tomorrow. I'm predicting Water. Flyers in five, everyone. Depends on how on his game carry prices. Doesn't matter. The Flyers are unstoppable force this year. Are they going to suit up Gritty to they've, actually play in the game on the line? They've won 14 of their last 15 games going back to the regular season. Terrible. Gritty's on the fourth line tomorrow. Is he on the fourth line? No, yeah, that makes sense. Well, he doesn't know how to skate very good, right? So Right. And they just kind of kind of push him around. Now, is it just me or is Jacob Voracek starting to look a lot like Gritty? You think it's on purpose? And that doesn't happen on by accident. Guess not. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm Terry. I'm Scott. 
Toodles. Oh, hi, Scott. Toodles. Hi.